This is Meatball Salad. Welcome back. The meaty pop culture podcast that keeps it light. We are here to chop up food, music, TV, celebrity, and so much more for your consumption. <laughs> You'll love our sloppy takes. You just do anything? <laughs> we have a very special guest today whom we will announce after this rockin' theme music is over. Today's episode is Watch It Again for Your Health. <laughs> Fresh and healthy. Get my Michigan accent in the mix. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. You know, I said last time I was going to trim this uh, theme music down, but uh, I'm enjoying it. It's <laughs> okay. Ah! <laughs> Just do anything. All right. <laughs> episode two. We made it two episodes. We're doing it. <laughs> You're doing it, Peter. This is great. Again, thank you for joining us on Meatball Salad. I am Jeff, a.k.a. Prince Jeffrey, joined by the lovely Angie, a.k.a. Queen Bees. That's me. That's you. Uh, would you like to introduce today's yes. very special guest? Yes. <laughs> oh boy. I am so excited to welcome my dear friend, Catherine Gail Clifford. Excuse me. <laughs> Katie McCurley. I apologize. <laughs> I always get her name wrong. So, Katie, welcome. <laughs> Hi. Um, and Bull, you get my name wrong. You guys just do this to me because... This is the history. We like to poke fun <laughs> and, and make jokes. Joke em ups. We've been watching make a lot jokes. of we've been made, watching a lot of Top Chef and one of the judges is Gail. I don't know if you watch Top Chef, but um Mm-mm. I just uh it always makes me think of you. I'm like, wow. I'm really glad. It's a it's a Gail. Really you don't see a whole lot of I mean she's like, I don't know, maybe in her forties or something. Love just, a Gail. Yeah, it's a, it's a, Never met a Gail I didn't like. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, it's I got I got nothing. That's yeah. I people call me Gail more than they call me Katie. I feel like these days. So oh sure, yeah, I would do that. Too. <clears throat> totally normal. Is Back your, in style. Is Gail in like your legal name with the United States of yeah. America still? Mm-hmm. Oh good. I'm yeah. glad you didn't get rid of it. How can yes. I get rid of it? Yeah, it's a who I am. So it is who you are. It's great that Katie's joining <laughs> us because she's like a real actual influencer. Um, yes, with a real actual following, Katie. <laughs> Let's get the plugs out of the way now. Where can people find you? Yeah. Um, well, I'm on all the socials, but where I typically spend most of my time um, is I have a book page, um, a book Instagram, and I am mm-hmm. at Books to Katie over there. And yeah, that is you. where I talk about books, mostly, actually mostly, exclusively romance novels. Nice. Um, and that's kind of what I've been doing um, since before the right before the pandemic and it just kind of skyrocketed mm-hmm. and um into something that I'm obsessed with and I have a historical romance podcast called Corset and Crown that I co-host with a friend of mine that I made on the internet wow. that's real and we do quick 20 minute episodes talking about books and then we interview authors and we've had some pretty big guests so that's kind of I mean I barely use my my regular instagram anymore um it's mostly just you know pictures of my pets but books to katie on instagram is where where you can find me the most very cool yes and we're actually not here to talk about books we're giving you a break from books (laughs) reading is good when i was thinking about episode two and who we wanted to come on the show a definitely katie b it was like what is the thing that I think we probably bonded over first was television. If I'm not no, thinking yeah. about movie movies or like pizza and candy, mm-hmm. donuts, I'm thinking about TV. Wow. That is really something incredible. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. felt very right that this next episode was going to be TV focused. Because you go Heck all yeah. the way back to uh, <coughs> classmates at Michigan State, correct? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is correct, yes. And like thinking about Obviously, TV is very important, but the thing that bonded us, I think, quickly was rewatching TV and sure. feeling mm-hmm. okay to watch an episode of a particular show over and over and over. So I was thinking back. I was like, when did that really start for me? 
I was watching I Love Lucy reruns, nice. Full House reruns, all of those shows. Mm-hmm. Syndication was our friend when we were, because we didn't have anything else to, you know, we weren't, TV shows weren't released anywhere. You just there, had to watch them on cable. There wasn't no what, streaming. What were you rewatching <laughs> at like 10? What were you rewatching, Jeff? Me at 10? Yeah. Probably DuckTales. DuckTales? Katie? Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was probably like, uh, what was on like Nickelodeon and Disney Channel that wasn't Are you like, afraid Doug, of the dark? Recess. Yeah. Are you afraid of like that kind of stuff? Like Clarissa explains know, it all. But yeah. But I had to park my butt in front of the TV at a specific time because if I didn't, I would miss it and I would never see it. Exactly. Yeah. And those so. times are gone. We have a huge Gen Z following. They don't know what this means, but just like strap in, <laughs> white knuckle it and try to understand. Okay. Yeah. Right. So cut to early 2000s. <clears throat> DVDs, obviously big. DVDs. DVD television seasons were huge. Mm-hmm. Started mm-hmm. buying. I remember um, sophomore year of college, leaving class or you know classes were over and i drove to the closest target or best buy or something because i had to get i had to get the 10th season of friends which just really released on dvd mm-hmm. the final mm-hmm. season the correct. final season oh four okay. had to go get it um because friends that, historian. that's that's what we were doing you know we were buying dvds so then jumping ahead a couple years later Katie and I were roommates. We were becoming friends. Yes. We were busting out all the TV show DVDs that we had, and we're like, well, let's just watch these over and over. Forever. Forever, and that's just what we did. Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Scrubs. Yeah. Friends. Yep. I was doing... I, I was watching Sex and the City over and over. I can't remember who I used to watch that with, if it was... Um, you or others. I don't think we watched Sex in the City. A I don't lot. think that we watched it together, was- even though we, I think we both separately watched it. It was, yeah, I was going to say it was probably Jesse or Sarah or somebody. Yeah. But like, that, that's what we were doing. It was too titillating apartments. to watch together. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was this too, is hard journalism. It was this too hot and hard. steamy. We could too not. I had journalism. to watch mm-hmm. it by myself. Now, so if I may yes. ask, yes. This episode, and I neglected to say it, actually has a sub, uh, sub headline. We're breaking down the most rewatchable TV episodes that calm the nerves and numb the senses. Yes. Is so. What was the um, what led you to rewatch these episodes over and over together? What was the feeling behind it? Um, hilarity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how were you feeling when you would put these episodes? Up? <laughs> well, I remember too, like. When, you know, when we were all living together and things like that at Michigan State, we had started, we had gotten into Scrubs and it was on TV at the time. We were just watching stuff that was like, it had come out on DVD. But I remember like vividly when we were watching Scrubs, especially season three, Angie and I would just randomly text each other, you know, like on a QWERTY keyboard, basically in my sidekick, uh, just a random line from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she would <laughs> bounce back. I remember like walking to the bus station. Like it was just, <laughs> it was just so something that we could easily say, and the other would just pick it right up. And then yes. that, that's usually where the conversation ended, or we just do scrubs quotes for four hours or something. Yeah. Um, oh, it makes me know. miss my BlackBerry. <clears throat> right? Oh, those keys. <laughs> I miss a tactile keyboard. I yeah, do. me too. I do. Uh-huh. That was yeah. a special time. And we were actually talking about this in last episode. Yes. Uh, we got in this conversation a little bit. It's a similar topic. It's it, Which kind of led me down this path of, oh, this is what we need to talk about. Because we were talking about sending GIFs and memes now, searching for that perfect thing. But back in the day, mm-hmm. we had to use our brains and remember yeah. the exact line. <laughs> And what to emphasize in all caps or whatever to get the point across without any pictures that just mm-hmm. give it to you. It's like, those were the times. Kids these days, <laughs> they don't got to think about know. nothing. They don't they have don't to use get, their memories. No. They don't even, they don't even know. No. Not even, you don't even know. No doubt. But I think now as adults in our 30s, well, yes. <laughs> 40s, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we're all just chasing that like, bit of that that sigh of relief of just like 
Everyone's mm-hmm. got anxiety. Everyone's oh, got stress. Everybody Everything's got terrible. Yeah. So we want to escape. We want to relax. We want to just forget about a few things. You know, it's, yes. it's a form of medication, I would say. Yes. So yeah. what episodes are rewatchable and make us feel warm and fuzzy inside when everything is crumbling around us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Well said. And we've each... Uh, chosen a, uh, a select few episodes. I would love for our honored guest to go first. Katie, would you like to share your first episode? Yes, I would love to. So my first choice was uh, from Scrubs. This is honestly what probably bonded Angie and I first and the longest. Anyway, season three, episode two is my catalyst. And this is actually the beginning <laughs> of like a two-parter episode. Oh, yeah. And Michael J. Fox is the guest. Um, and he's got, his character has really bad OCD, but he's like a super genius. Yeah. So they kind of wrote the OCD in to his character because of his uh, Parkinson's disease, because mm-hmm. his hands are shaking. But yes. he's, again, a super genius and has terrible OCD. But I just remember... Once again, Angie and I texting, and there's just this this scene, this moment where something is happening on the roof, which sets off a triggering effect of birds flying into a window. It's so simple. Pericarditis is resolving. Your renal function is good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zach Braff is the the king of high-pitched screams. Um, and physical comedy. And physical comedy. Yeah. It bleeds into, I mean, I'm going to bring up New Girl a little bit later. And mm-hmm. one of the things I love about Nick Miller and, and Jake Johnson's character is mm-hmm. like that type of goofiness. It's just, <laughs> it's, I can't. <laughs> and his he jumps down and comes back up so quickly. It's yeah. It's the funniest one second of television. And it's athleticism. Like it's it I I'm sometimes left speechless with how great it is. It's so good. Like so good. It yeah. Seasons, I just, that's that's one of my all time favorites. The first, second, and third season, I think, are probably the greatest of Oh, without Scrubs. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And have you you've probably rewatched it recently, right? Very recently. <laughs> Yeah, because JT uh, loves Scrubs, too. That's actually what he and I bonded over. Nice, nice, Um, nice. When I found out that he loved it, I was like, okay, this might work. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Like Friends, I mean, Friends is from the 90s, so there are some cringy moments. But we have evolved as a society. What do you mean? But it's just like... it, it that's not what's it the it's the physical comedy it's the the mm-hmm. small little bits yeah. it's just it's it's warm and fuzzy and hilarious and you just and familiar familiar <laughs> yeah. yes all of that's those that's all things. I can ask for at this point I remember right. I remember a time when I thought that Scrubs was the pinnacle of comedic television and I didn't think it would ever get any better mm-hmm. they mixed the the feelings and the humor no one's ever done that. <laughs> Exactly. And I I forgot you say familiar and I forgot that um, this idea for doing these uh, this episode came from an article that you read, Katie, which kind of tied all this together. I was like, there's something Mm -hmm. here. We rewatch these episodes over and over and over. Mm -hmm. But why? And you came across something. Yeah, I I had actually a friend of mine sent me an article and I don't know if it was like beginning of last year or end of 2020, like a while ago, um, because I we have no sense of what time see, is. Huh? We have no sense oh, of what yeah. time is anymore. I, who, who, who knows? Who am I? Where am I? What am I? Um, and I had started therapy in 2020 um, because. 2020, the end. That's the end of that sentence. And I could not for the life of me figure out why I was like the only one out of most of the people I knew who wasn't trying to watch new stuff. I Mm. was watching Scrubs again. Mm -hmm. I was watching um, Parks and Rec. I think I watched Parks and Rec start to finish like three or four times in one month because I was working from home and it was just going. Like I didn't actively stare at it the whole time. But I mean, and then I found this article that was saying that there's a very there's a direct correlation between people who have um generalized anxiety disorder and rewatching especially TV shows because 
of the comfort you get from knowing what's going to happen. Yes, mm -hmm. what's going to happen? I know the ending of this. Or mm -hmm. I know, you know, the the type of show might, you, you know how it's going to, you know, you can assume like a, a Ted Lasso right. or something. Like, this mm -hmm. is going to end nicely. <laughs> yes. Right. I, yes. You're, yeah, you're guaranteed a soft landing yes. with Ted Lasso, even if the episode is new. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that warm well, hug feeling. Like, I wasn't going to sit there and rewatch like Game of Thrones again. Like, God. <laughs> I just spent the afternoon in Middle Earth with Gleek Glop and the floop de doos, all right? No. If I want to be depressed more and cry more, sure. Yeah. But no, I wanted to laugh. So that's why. And I, yeah, that article, I was like, this makes sense. So here I am two years later, still watching Scrubs and Parks and Rec in <laughs> <Yeah>. the office. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But this list, we'll get to it later, shows that you yeah. did watch some new stuff as well mm -hmm. so we'll get to I it i did it reminds I me did. of the old uh pat oswald bill what are you talking about man it reminds me of the old pat and oswald bit where he's talking about his depression uh -huh. and he's like speaking to it like a person he's like all right depression let's watch the prince's bride for the fifth time in a row good boy it's fine it's gonna be fine yeah it's very fun um, I will get to the show uh, that I have on in the background on repeat all the time because I know yeah. it's 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 a it's a warm blanket for the old anxiety anxiety. Mm -hmm. Okay, Skrr. it is my turn, and go. Go um, yeah, I I think I'm going to veep where my anxiety uh, comes in is mm -hmm. where sometimes I have a lot of trouble falling asleep. So what I found are there's some shows that are very dialogue heavy and don't need you don't need to be seeing what's happening. Mm -hmm. And there's no live audience laughing or like a very loud theme song <laughs> or whatever. So I've I fell in love with Veep a few years ago. <laughs> I rewatched it all the time. And then I started using that as my fall asleep show where I right. put it in my AirPods. I can listen to it. It's it's mostly dialogue. Um, there's not a lot of like loud noises or anything. And I know what's going to happen because I've seen it 1,000 times. So it, yeah. was, it was really hard to pick one. But um, <laughs> yeah. I liked season. So in season two, this is season two, episode eight called First Response. And <laughs> Selena is doing a an interview with someone. So it's kind of like a, like a 2020 style interview where she's doing like a sit down with an interview person. And then... They do all of the like B-roll stuff where they're walking around her VP mansion or whatever they call it and yeah. doing all this. And it's the scene where uh, they're walking around the house right? just to get the footage of them like pointing at things. She's got a point. And, yeah, yeah. She just has a point and stuff. So it's just the dialogue that's happening around that that you can't see. Or I'm sorry, that you can't hear. This is some... Old shit by somebody, I don't know who it is. Is this house haunted? Oh, God, I don't know. I hate this house, to tell you the truth. It's like living in a doll's jail. <laughs> and <laughs> I love this show so much because it's it's mean. So it's kind of like, it's hilarious and it's comforting because I know it's going to happen because I've seen it a thousand times. But then also it's a little bit like, yeah, like yeah, that's what you want. You know, after kind of a stressful day or something, you want to... Uh, when you want to feel a little bit surly and, and and just tell someone they're a fucking idiot or whatever that you, you couldn't say to their face because that's inappropriate at work. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's why I like that. It's, it's punchy. It's it's cathartic to watch Selena Meyer <laughs> just devastate others with with Yeah, you know, she's a terrible person, insults. but yeah. it's uh it's it's one of the greatest good comedies. Feeling. Makes me feel good. Ever. Ever. Well, yeah, and it's just like she can just all of her like like you said, oh, like her one liners, they're just so cutting, and you're like, where did that come from? Like, actually, I remember an episode where she called Jonah Jonad, yeah. and I was just like, oh my god, the yeah. the Jolly Green Jizz Giant, like it's just yeah, it's on Jolly Green Jizz Face, Jizz Face. Thank you, excuse me, Jizz Face, Jizz Face, um, Jizz Face. I love, the, yeah. There's an episode where they are. They did the the fake leak of all the the staff's emails, and uh, Jonah's reading all the insults that they call him behind his back, and yeah. it's <laughs> and it's like 
yeah, sometimes you just kind of need something that's a little mm-hmm. bit mean. It's the meanest show on television. It's, it's the great. meanest comedy on television. It's great. I love it. Oh, is it me? Jafe? It's your turn. It's Jafe's turn. Um, hey. I, so there's, when I, it's Friends. The episode <laughs> is from Friends. <laughs> this is like, I I didn't even pick a Friends episode because it was too daunting. And I just I just feel like I've rubbed off in the right way. Well, here's the thing. Right? You have. If you I'm have. if I'm binge watching Friends, I know something's really wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Going back to the Patton Oswalt bit, because <laughs> for me, Friends has an almost opioid effect for me oh, when I watch it. There's a numbing out. There's a mm-hmm. there's a draining of the thoughts and the consciousness. And I just <laughs> I'm just in the presence of Friends. I'm not really watching it. Um, and this episode, especially the one with all the Thanksgivings. Uh, season five episode eight it sort of encapsulates this feeling because it's nostalgia it's those feel good warm and fuzzy nostalgia vibes folding in on themselves because it's a nostalgic sitcom that looks back at the nostalgia that preceded it did you get a drop for it that's a lot of information to get in 30 seconds (laughs) so to sum up you know if i'm watching a lot of friends Call for help. I will. Got it. <laughs> Talk about shit that'll wake you up in the middle of the night if you're watching it. Those- I, I can't watch Friends. I can't watch Friends and I can't watch can't watch Will and Grace because it's just like the, 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 <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've woken up to the fucking like piano music on Will and Grace when the DVD menu the DVD menu where it just like replays uh, uh, let's go to a clip uh, speaking of Will and Grace alright yes so um, Will and Grace that's that's gonna that's my next pick and this was a show I was binging like in high school yeah because i had a gay best friend who wasn't out and (laughs) at the time and we always dreamed we were going to be will and grace i was a redhead he was an uptight gay guy repressed (laughs) gay guy um but this is one of my all-time favorite episodes um just like friends will and grace has some really good thanksgiving episodes and so this is um, season three, episode eight and nine is called Lowe's in the mid eighties. And they are telling <laughs> this random stranger at a bar about how Will came out. So it's, it's, you know, a flashback to the eighties. Grace has awful hair. Will has a mullet. They're in college. It's the, it's the hoops. It's the air, like the Aquanet. It's, it's ridiculous. And she takes him home to her family because they're quote unquote dating. And it's just like, it's just slapsticky. It's it's really funny. It's really good. It always makes me laugh, makes me smile. And we also get the first glimpse of what Jack was like when he was a high schooler, which that's what it's all about. It is. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're my new best friend. Call me every five minutes. Ma, there's chicken on the rug! Uh, it's somewhat, yeah, it's some of the most memorable <laughs> one-liners. I've heard you two say that a lot. Yes, I yeah, and and Katie, well, I didn't watch Will and Grace growing up until it was because you loved it so much, and we're like, oh, yeah, what? you've never seen this, and it was, you know, we're off to the races. It's amazing when we lived together in the apartment, and I was ordering them off like Amazon because mm-hmm. you know that it was before like Prime and all that stuff, and. I had a season of Will and Grace show up at the apartment and you texted me and you were like, I think your new DVDs got here. Can I open them? <laughs> no, they're yeah. mine. Oh yeah. That was so fun. Like, Oh, having roommates was fun. It was yeah. fun. Getting into their things and you got one now. Yeah. Permanent, permanent roommate. <laughs> but the it's stuff the Jeff same. gets delivered is like fucking vitamins and shit. And it's like, yeah. right. Got so strong. <laughs> Boring. I, I could die at any minute at this age. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting that this is season three. Like they waited kind mm-hmm. of a long time mm-hmm. to do that backstory of how you kind of get glimpses of how Will and Grace, you know, b- became a thing and then were not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, season three. That's that's kind of yeah. late for going back. So yeah, well, and just like Scrubs, season three of Will and Grace is really good too. That that's got our other favorite episode, which I almost picked the one where Jack is addicted to coffee. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Yes. Minus the blaring in. piano music, it is perfect for me to fall asleep to. Yeah. Just because I can still almost quote every single line of every single episode. Like I feel Definitely. sick in the head for it, but <laughs> it still makes me happy. It makes me laugh. And JT was like, does she really talk like that? Megan Mullally? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was no. Like, You've seen her on Parks and Rec. Acting. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank God. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh that that was definitely um an amazing show I was introduced to by you. Yeah. Okay. We love it. And now we're going to a show. (laughs) Sorry. Now we're going to a show that I believe, I don't think I introduced it to you, but I do feel like I encouraged you heavily to watch it. You did. And you absolutely did. Yes. Mm. So we're going to talk about the Great British Baking Show on. Nortflix. The Great British Baking (laughs) Show on. I don't know where BBC, where is it originally BBC, on? Yeah. Is it BBC? BBC, BBC yeah. one, I think. So mm-hmm. this is the show that I have on. Uh, it, it's like if you went to uh, a grandparent's house and they just had the news on just because they yeah. needed the noise. Fox News. Yeah. GBBS yeah. all the way. We were just watching it while we were eating before this because we were like, you know, well, we're not going to sit down and watch something start to finish. What are we going to put on? GBBS. It's just, it's the most comforting thing ever. And I do listen to this falling asleep because I've seen them so many times. I can kind of remember what is on the screen enough. Yeah. But the the music and the talking and yes. the British accents is so calming. It's so nice to fall asleep to. They talk different than us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. You sound like that's from London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's overbiked. This is a British. Okay. And I'm not approved. So the episode I chose was, I I would say that I like the, like the first half of each collection season, whatever you want to call it, because mm-hmm. it gets a little bit more intense when you're getting to like the semifinals and stuff. And I get mm-hmm. a little sad mm-hmm. that's ending. The first few episodes, everyone's there. It's, it's a big old party. So, Collection five, episode one is Cake Week, which is one of my always one of my favorites. Cake Week, uh, Pastry Week, Bread Week. Those are those are the the hits. And Noel, um, how do you say his last name? Noel. Fielding. 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 I was, I was gonna say fla- Flatting, like Neil Flat. <laughs> like wait, no, that's not right. Fladong. <laughs> that's a guy we know. That's someone we know. That's someone. We so know. it's the first episode where he is one of the co-hosts, and they're tasting someone's cake. She's got. Uh, decorative real flowers on her cake but some of them are not edible and Prue <laughs> is talking about how Oops. you know you can't put things that aren't edible on a cake and then this is what uh, Noel does and the wackiness ensues <laughs> I think you've lost a little bit of the stencil I always have a slight problem with things you're not going to eat nobody's going to eat a marigold it's my favourite bit <laughs> oh, God. Go <laughs> my favourite bit <laughs> Oh, perhaps he's not. Is that all right? <laughs> Tasted like a clown's nose. <laughs> I love that guy. He's in a trance. He puts, a jazz trance. He puts a big <laughs> yellow flower in his mouth that's toxic. It's It could kill him. And then he takes it out. And I think one of my favorite jokes ever is it tastes like a clown's nose. Dedication. Because it's like, you know, a big, big, bright yellow flower. And um, it makes me so happy. This is one of the great de-stressors. It's, yeah. it's not like you don't have to call the psychiatrist like when I'm watching Friends. When you're but watching I, Friends, yeah. But I do put this one on a lot. Yeah. And it makes me feel good because they're civilized and they talk different. <laughs> well, and it was, and it totally was. It was on our on our annual trip and you were watching it in your in your room at the house. And I was like, what? Like I had heard of it. And then as soon as I got home, because I had quit my job and had a couple weeks of between jobs. And I, one, two, three more days, um, I sat on my couch from like 8 a.m. till 5 when JT got home. Yes. Only watching The Great British Baking Show. It's I was the, just sitting there like. Yeah. It's <laughs> so 
satisfying and comforting. And yeah, I think I was watching it because I think it was, I think we had all dispersed to like take a nap or something. And I can't yeah. like sit too long in Everyone, silence. Everyone, go take a nap. <laughs> now. Yeah. We're old. We needed a nap. Go to the nap room. <laughs> <laughs> but nap it's, room. it's, it's the best. And, um, the best. I, I, I was absolutely devastated when Netflix removed like four of the collections. Yeah, what the f- Yeah. I missed the se- the season right before its collection four with Jane and Andrew and Selassie. Yes. Like I am oh, Selassie, everybody's favorite. I know. So I, I don't know. I've looked at how to get them. Like maybe I can buy them on iTunes or something. I can't quite find it, so But you can still see him on the Great British Holiday Baking Show. That's true. He is on the holiday <laughs> seasons. There's holiday seasons. Selassie never left you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to do uh, voices. Okay. Oh, it's my turn. Oh. It's your turn. Oh. Um, oh. So this is my very favorite show in the whole world. <laughs> it's Mystery Science Theater 3000, the, the show that takes bad movies and spoofs them with puppets. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it takes place on the Satellite of Love. Uh, it's had multiple hosts over the years, but it started with Joel and the robots he built, Croti Robot and Tom Servo. Mm-hmm. There's a mad scientist that sends them movies as an experiment to see how they'll react. Wow, this sounds... <laughs> nerdy, yeah. <laughs> Hearing someone describe what it is, it's like the nerdiest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. I know, it's... Like, I know what it is. I've seen him watch it 800 times, but it sounds so stupid. It's like you, ha- it's it's the perfect, uh, what would you call it? It's just oh, like, God, it's 90 minutes long and you have to watch these movies over and over throughout the week and just write jokes, write jokes, write jokes. It's like a joke writing gauntlet. Yeah. And for that reason, it's like, it's comedic gold. Yeah. I yes. Mean, um, that's what you want. You know, they, they filmed it up in uh, Eden Prairie, Minnesota, in an office park. And I love that they never left. They never went to either coast. Mm-hmm. You know, that, they're remaking it today for Netflix. It's not as good. Anyway, it's my favorite show. And in 10 seasons of bad movies, uh, in season nine, episode seven, they did a movie called Hobgoblins. And Hobgoblins stands out as one of the very worst movies you can ever imagine. If you only knew what you just did. Oh. I don't understand. What just happened? The vault. I, I tried to warn you. Those creatures. The, the vault. I tried. Sentence fragments. Just phrases. <laughs> All my work. 30 years I've been trying to prevent this from happening. To, to prevent what from happening? Th- th- those creatures. Why, why do you think I spent the last 30 years of my life here? Low SATs? I was keeping them from escaping. You know, I was young when I began to work here. And the studio was, was busy and prosperous. Now I sound like Joseph Campbell. I that's funny. I don't remember if it was a movie or if it was like an episode or something. My dad loved Mystery Science Theater oh, 3000. Yes. yes. And I awesome. cheers. Awesome. I remember like yeah, cheers. He thought it was the funniest thing. My dad was he was a total dork through yeah. and through. huge nerd and yep. so uh, almost anything that's a little bit slightly niche but also like hardcore nerdy mm-hmm. i got from him and nice. i remember like people started talking about mystery science theater again and i was like and my dad was like in there like you know <laughs> been there, done like, that. Okay. i have been watching it from the beginning okay yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. i was here first yeah But yeah, I haven't watched it a really long time. It was a community too. Like they used to urge you at the end of the episode, there was a little message at the bottom of the screen, keep circulating the tapes because people would tape it off on the VCR and like come to conventions (laughs) and trade them. It's such community. And you felt like you were the only person watching it because they're stranded in space. They're all alone. They're just shooting the shit. It's like they got nothing better to do but watch these crappy movies and like goof around in the middle chamber. So you felt like you were, it was just the four of you hanging mm-hmm. out. It was really cool. They were Absolutely. my only friends. Uh, sounds like it. Um, uh, <laughs> there's so many one-liners or hooks that Jeff has done over the years. Yeah. And I'll finally, and I, I think it's him being like very unique and funny. Like, no, oh, no. 
But then every <laughs> once in a while, <laughs> I'll, I'll hear something and it's every single time it's from Mystery Science Theater that of from an episode and you've just kind of like mm-hmm. done the bit or done the line for your entire life. And I'm like, oh, so you, you didn't come up you with didn't that. Make like there's a lot of like, <laughs> oh God, if there's like an overweight guy on screen walking up the stairs, they'll be like, oh God. <laughs> My heart, you know, yeah, it's, it's hacky now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to apply those sounds to the movie as it's happening, I, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing I'll, I've taken on as my own. Yeah. It's oh, hot. yeah. I have no original thoughts. I love it. <laughs> to any the best. Okay. Okay. So I had to go with one that became a comfort before the pandemic and carried mm-hmm. me through. And that is Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people really got into this show like after they started finally playing it on Netflix. Yes. Um, and I had started watching it a couple years ago and I was just like, oh, this is great. How, why is nobody talking about it? Yeah. It came and out of nowhere, but it didn't. Everybody started yeah. talking about Cut it fire. because growing up, we were big fans of that group. Mm-hmm. So we were, we loved waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, mm-hmm. A Mighty mm-hmm. Wind, like that group. So Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, like, don't talk to me. That's the best. And yeah. so yep. this is this is really best. hard to pick because there are so many good ones. And Moira, everything she says and does is perfect. All of them. But I picked season one, episode six, Wine and Roses. Um, and again, too hard to really actually pick a favorite. I just think that because they're still kind of terrible people uh-huh. and she's still clinging to her her past fame yeah. that when she gets the opportunity to do a commercial for a fruit wine, <laughs> a shitty fruit wine, fruit and wine. she just, she acts like it's the greatest, best thing. And they're all over it. And the only person who can help her, of course, is her husband. Yep. And cause they know each other. It's, it's just a really good, like, it's okay. There's a we big can see where sweetness going. to them. <laughs> yes. Which is fun. Yeah. And sort of unexpected. Yeah, it is. You know, they, they always kind of come back. Hi, I'm Moira <laughs> Rose. And if you love fruit wine as much as I do, then you'll appreciate the craftsmanship and quality of a local vintner who brings the muskmelon goodness to his <laughs> oak chardonnay and the dazzling peach crab apple to his whistling Rioja. <laughs> Come taste the difference good fruit can make in your wine. You'll remember the experience, and you'll remember the name, Herb Irvling. <laughs> That's a lifetime of improv. Yes. Uh, She's at work. just brilliant. And, oh, God, I just love her, and I love that show. That episode gets me so good. That's another one that I uh, can listen to to yes. fall asleep because... A lot of dialogue. You don't need to see mm-hmm. everything. And uh, the theme song, kind of loud, very short. Yeah. So short. Just like a very boom, short. Boom, boom, and it's honk, over. So it doesn't like honk, honk, jerk me awake. Yeah. Bert Herngeif. Irv Herblinger. Bing Livehanger. Livelink. <laughs> Bert Herkern. Bingo Lingfucker. Out of all that, for some reason, I like when she says "bing." Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know why that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I like it when she says "crab apple." Yeah, yeah, she rings. Oh god! Rings everything out of every syllable. Oh, we so went good. to a place in Illinois called Galena. It's like this, just this little, like, cute little town a couple hours away from Chicago, and we got a little tipsy at a wine tasting and signed up for a wine membership. <laughs> Ooh. And the wine was not good. Uh, we did <laughs> rhubarb flavor. We had a rhubarb wine, <laughs> and and the the thing that we loved about this winery, a it wasn't very expensive, so it wasn't that good. But then their labels were like made in the '90s and kind of stuck in the '90s. That's true. And then I think on our first shipment of wine, we got a, a rhubarb wine. I mean, I did end up tasting it. It was just like sugar water, but it just made me think of. Uh, 
this episode. Yeah. It's like how and I was like, yeah, this is fun because that's what <laughs> I'm like, it was it Herb Erblinger? I probably. Swine. They probably taste the same. Yeah, they probably they taste do. the same. It, it was fruit wine and it was gross. It's like at uh, Harper's East Lansing, the famous uh, oh, brew boy. pub and music venue. When mm. you when you look up and there's like picture frames with nothing in them and like wine glasses within the picture frame. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly. It's like a nineties like museum. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very so Kirkland's cool. decor esque. Kirkland's, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So my turn, Who's I, had, next? I had to pick something that I knew uh, all of us would like as well. But I mean, to your point, Katie, Parks and Rec, it is one of the most rewatchable, enjoyable shows ever. ever. Um, I don't fall asleep to this one because the theme song is like three minutes long. So <laughs> no thanks. So this one, again, like Shit's Creek, like like Scrubs, you kind of just have to throw your hands up and just pick one episode for this. So I picked... Yeah. One of uh, one of my favorite episodes, obviously, the fight when it takes place at the snake hole for most of the episode mm-hmm. or for a large chunk of the episode. Uh, everyone kind of loses their mind on snake juice, snake and juice. we get the the Anne and Leslie Nope fight. That's one of the best. No offense, but maybe you think I'm going too fast because you're going too slow with that. No offense, but I'm going slow because I might lose my job. I mean, no offense, but maybe that's a little bit of an excuse for not acting on your feelings. No offense, but I don't remember you having a nursing degree in feelings. Offense, that's rude. Hey, are you okay? I heard yelling. Yeah, I'm very angry and I'm really drunk. Do you want to dance with me? Go get me another snork juice. Mm-hmm. You're stupid and you're jerk and you're stupid. Like that's a drop on our other program, <laughs> Culture Rewind. We play it pretty often. You're stupid and you're jerk and you're stupid. When we get a little uh, too tipsy on the Yeah, air. it's Don't. a really good comeback. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like this part of it. We say this once every other week to each other at least. Yeah. Whenever I feel like the word fancy gets thrown around thrown around way too much and it way gets kind of annoying. Not everything is fancy, okay? Things are high-end, VIP, exclusive. High-end, VIP, exclusive. Yep. <laughs> hey, Tom, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's just like wandering around the snake hole. Yeah. But I, I did not pick Parks and Rec because you picked one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that montage of, and I always, like, if I fall asleep and I, this has passed, I make sure I go back to see yeah. it again. Um, <laughs> because when they're showing them all, Yes. Super drunk. Yes. And then it just cuts to Ron wearing April's little like mini hat and just dancing. And yeah. then Jerry's mm-hmm. strapped to Donna's car. It's yeah. it's the greatest. Uh Adam Scott does his um Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Like it's Yeah, Stern from the nineties. <laughs> That's when comedy was funny. Yeah. Baba oh my god. You're stupid and you're jerk and you're stupid. Jeff, what's yours? I had that put on a custom beer glass for you. That's uh, how, yes. We, we should it. have put this in the last episode about, you know, line reads. I was. I was going, going I had to. that. We ran kind of ran out of time. No. And I was like, you know what? This is actually one of my favorite rewatchable episodes. So we're going to bleed it over to this episode. Yeah. Well, we're doing it now. You're stupid. You're mm-hmm. jerking. You're stupid. So, oh, man. <laughs> More nerd shit. Um, my next one is The Angry Video Game Nerd, which is a YouTube series starring James Rolfe. He invented this character, dresses up like a nerd, gets drunk on Rolling Rock. He lives in Philadelphia and curses out these shitty Nintendo games. And I'm including this because I actually put it on when I'm sick. So it is for my health. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, for your health. Mm-hmm. For your yeah. health. Yeah. And it's scripted. It's not like... It's not some, I don't know, some dork talking about, I don't know, chemtrails. <laughs> what does that mean? It's a scripted YouTube series. And I put this on on a marathon whenever I am sick. Uh, yeah. Like when I had COVID uh, three weeks ago, I put this on. Hi, COVID. Hello. The, the episodes are like eight to 12 minutes each. And I just <clears throat> let it go. Let it go. But it I cured love you. Yeah. It, I think I think it did cure me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like it's it it's just what makes you numb out and feel okay. It makes me feel yeah. okay. It makes me feel like everything's gonna be right. What and were you gonna say? You're gonna judge me now. The so go ahead. second I walk into the room, <laughs> if he's got this on, or if I leave, and it comes like it's 
I don't know if I will not put it on when you're no, in the room. like it's not an embarrassment. It's just like it's just for me. It yeah, like we bond over ninety nine percent of things. Yeah, and this one is off the table. Yeah, <laughs> no. MST no, no, no. and Angry Video Game Nerd are just for me. Just What's for you. just for uh, me are like the pizza. the teen dramedies on Netflix. Like I don't the put that on shows, when you're yeah. around. Mm-hmm. They're what? like 30 in real life, okay? It's not okay. gross. I'm I just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I call them teen sex programs because I'm <laughs> I'm just funning you. <laughs> yeah. I, those yeah. are the things that, that stay far away. Yes. So. That's but, fair. Well, everyone should have their own thing, too. Yes. Like, everybody needs their own special place. Yes. We don't share everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but this, this hits every nostalgia button. Yeah. While showcasing some of the most inventive permutations of swearing you've ever heard, like the cursing uh-huh. on this show <laughs> is incredible. Like and what? James Rolfe, I don't have a clip. I'll put one in. Well, in conclusion, some might say that there are redeeming factors to this game. The music's pretty cool, and the graphics are nice and colorful. Some might call it a mixed bag. But let me tell you what kind of mixed bag. It's a trash bag that's had a bad day. Like say your mom cleans out the cat litter. Fresh and stale duty pebbles go right in the bottom of the bag. And then your sister throws out her used tampons. And where do they go? In the same bag. And then your brother comes home piss-ass drunk. Just upchucks, pukes right into the bag. Now, I'm not trying to be disgusting, but that is a realistic situation. And what it all comes down to... That's a nasty bag. But I'd rather take that shit out to the garbage than deal with this piece of fuck. Fuck this game. Get out of my face. But what I do have is uh, James Rolfe pioneered the use of the word ass as a standalone expletive. So like you say, fuck. He says, ass. I love it. (laughs) If he's really frustrated and the game's too hard and he can't can't beat it. Uh, okay, I like I the get little it. Yeah, I like the, the video game sounds behind it. <laughs> I love him. He's great. Oh, he made boy. a movie with his own money. He's a cool guy. He made a movie. He did. Yeah, he went to. He was a film school uh, kid. Uh huh. And on a lark, he was having some beers one night and playing Castlevania two, and he recorded a video, like to VHS. And like distributed the tapes around and it kind of had a cult following. So when YouTube came uh, along, he uploaded that stuff oh, and it just smart. took off. Wow. Like this is 06 we're talking about when it started. So, Okay. Uh, oh, all oh, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Can <coughs> I right. not talk about my thing? Enough of this nerd shit. And not shit. get ref- reverence for it? We're going to talk about New Girl next. Jesus Christ. Yeah. New Girl is... Oh. <sighs> It's kind of like the Friends of the 2010s, it is. I would say. It certainly mm-hmm. is. And I, I mean, we've been rewatching it for a long time. I think the Nick and Schmidt relationship is one of my favorites of all time. So mm-hmm. I picked season two, episode 18, Tinfinity, when they are celebrating the fact that they have lived together for 10 years and they are both adults in their 30s. Yes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just the perfect example of their, the dynamic and the relationship that they have that I love so much. Mm-hmm. And, ag- and again, if, if we're catering to the dark side of this concept and like this is a numbing out, mm-hmm. a sort of mm-hmm. we're trying to wash these feelings away, it's nice to see someone in their 30s behind where you are in life. Like you <laughs> yeah. still live, yeah. they're still living together. Yeah. Living with roommates, yes. bartending, like it's just, you know. Chemical symbol for tin is SN. Schmidt Nick. What? Is no one else's mind blown by this? And that's it. The theme is Tinfinity. Tinfinity. <laughs> that's actually really good, Schmidt. Yeah, it is. Although I really don't think two men who live together for ten years need a party. Why <laughs> must you always be like this? Because you never let me participate in the planning. I would love for you to participate. Ah, that was a trick. I was trying to get out of it. <laughs> Balloons! We just pulled balloons. Balloons! Because <laughs> he can't remember what he's responsible for. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's, um, yeah, it, that's... It's it so, so funny. funny. And this, I, again, I didn't pick a New Girl episode because you had it on here. Like, this, I think that was another one I watched when I was switching jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, it's low stakes. 
Yeah. That's why Always. I like it too. Yes, low like, stakes. We don't have the the stress of like in Parks and Rec, like Leslie is just constantly getting battered around. Yeah, she's but she's still all the time. she still perseveres and she's got her people with her. Mm-hmm. But she gets shit on so much in that show. But <laughs> you know, and you know, I think about the, you know, the scrubs, it's got the ups and downs, the humor and the dark and you know, all the other stuff that but New Girl low stakes low stakes for sure the other favorite for me is schmidt's 29th birthday and at the end when he's going through all the douchey things he says yes and they just play them all and i have to wonder if if any of that was like ad-libbed i meant to look it up yes but oh and i bet um i bet they had like 20 other versions like they were probably yeah. going through all these different ones and then had to pick a few of the best Blech, jar <laughs> 29 <laughs> 29 29 when i turned There's 29 it was that. super fun yeah. yes That's, i was Same. excited to turn 29 because of that exactly i just walked around all day saying 29 i think the highest stakes 29? were probably when they uh went to thanksgiving in the wilderness and jess ate that rotten oh, yeah. pond fish <laughs> that probably fish. the highest stakes yeah, yeah like yeah. you know she probably could have died could have died she could have died. Yeah. She went but delirious. This is a new girl, so low stakes. Yes, that's right. Ish. So my next one is uh, Ted Lasso. <clears throat> this obviously is a newer show, and I don't know why I resisted watching it. I was like, "This is everything that I could possibly want." I don't. I didn't give a two shits about soccer, but right. Um, who doesn't love Jason Sudeikis? Like, mm-hmm. and the guy who created the show is Bill Lawrence yeah. who created Scrubs. Right. So so I was like, okay, this is all right, fine. I actually had a friend come visit Colorado um who I met through my book page. She was here. She came over, like stayed with us and everything uh-huh. and um she was like, okay, you need to watch Ted Lasso. So we got on it and then I couldn't stop. I didn't watch anything else for weeks. Mm -hmm. I just had it going and going and going and going. And actually when I went back to Michigan in April, um, to see my dad, that's what I was watching. And it got me through a lot of really Mm -hmm. tough moments. Um, because it's such, there's so much crap that they deal with in that show, but it's, the show is all about, um, like like human connection and errors and Mm -hmm. taking, you know, taking responsibility. And anyway, all that to say, one of my favorite, favorite episodes is season two, episode five rainbow. Um, Because from right off the jump, they start referencing, he's talking about rom-communism and they talk about (laughs) all these rom-coms and they're tying in all of the quotes, but making them applicable to the show it's and brilliant. Also, and it's it, I and I missed a lot of them. Like yeah. the first couple of times I watched, and I was like, "Holy shit, that was from Princess Bride or uh, When Harry Met Sally." That kind of stuff. Um, but the other thing that I really loved, and I learned this way after the fact, is that Higgins is actually married to his wife on the show. Like they're married in real life. Oh. Ah. Okay. And they have been married for twenty nine years. So in this episode, when he says we've been married for 29 years. She's the love of my life. Her, the ringtone is she's a rainbow by the Rolling Stones. So that's all, you know, it's all a big love story, but yeah, they're married in real life. So oh, I, was just I like, didn't know that. Wow. I was like, okay, I buy it. <laughs> like I'm all in. Yeah. I just, that episode is just so good for me. Ugh. Why won't you let me be happy? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause he's, he's got like a mouth full of food. So it yeah. comes out. <laughs> Dude. Why won't you let me be happy? <laughs> I like that. I'm out of the That's how I felt when you cut me off talking about angry video game nerd. Yeah. Why won't you let me be happy? <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Hello, coach. Ah. Really glad you decided. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me a coach. <laughs> this, this, this. The, the, if you hear it, uh, the is his coach in the background he just like he's just like exhaling like oh, it's really funny um, i love I, I love that when he's usually you, you had me a coach coach beard yeah it's so good yeah. it's so good that show um 
that show is always going to kind of remind me of the height of the lockdown pandemic. Like it was like in the middle. It was like a couple months in, but it was like pre-vaccine. So we were still just being like at home, really careful. And it was the most joyous show to put on. Like you put it on. I think we were watching it in real time too. So we're, you know, we, we couldn't binge it yet. We were watching them weekly, which was (laughs) kind, actually kind of nice. A new concept. Yeah. Like what is this concept that we're doing? Episodic television. But it was, um, yeah. You you just knew that it was everything. Everything was going to be yeah, okay. It's, we we mm-hmm. we needed earnestness. We needed warmth. We needed yeah. Uh, uh, you know, not not the highest stakes, but pretty high stakes. But he overcame it every time. The speed of jokes and how many that you could possibly miss reminds me of Thirty Rock, which yeah, it's not on this list, but it very well could be. Mm-hmm. That's a very rewatchable Absolutely. kind of more like Veep, where it's it gets a little bit mean, punchy at times, yeah. but it's it's fun to rewatch because mm-hmm. you the jokes that you're catching are funny, but then you pick up like five extra jokes along mm-hmm. the way from each time you watch it. And there's a pattern. There's joke, 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 and then Ted Lasso will go on a little tangent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they'll deliberately stretch it out. And then you're wondering where it's going. And it leads you along and you laugh the more it goes on. Yeah. It's really good. It's so it's great. great. I love it. Oh. oh, I love it. Amazing. Amazing. I could talk about TV all day. Yeah. Me this too. Is, this is volume one of this. Oh, yeah. We're gonna, this, this is a recurring uh, series. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be great. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a blast. <laughs> I had a great time. I had a great time too. But yeah, it's it makes sense why we all are creatures of rewatching the same TV show over and over. Yeah, it certainly does. We like stories that we know will mm-hmm. come to a satisfying conclusion. Or at least we know what always. the yeah. At least if we know what the conclusion is, even if it's maybe not the best. But right. I don't know. Yeah. Most everything I think we listed, we're pretty happy. Ending. I don't watch a lot of tragedies that I've seen before. That's not true. Anymore. Just like the comedies. Yeah, you know I don't I mean? like to rewatch those. He's gonna die. Let's watch that again. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I'm like I'm once. I'm either watching stuff that's like warm, fuzzy, funny, or I'm watching like serial killer documentaries. You, do, you will rewatch dramatic. Well, there's trauma within the show. You mm-hmm. will rewatch that kind of thing again and again mm-hmm. and i want the silly silly fun times yep and yeah. that's what i want <laughs> i love that <laughs> just got a funny voice he's got a funny voice what are you gonna do <laughs> well that yeah. that sure was fun thank you so much for listening yeah. this has been meatball salad the meaty pop culture god pass kiss light <laughs> episode two try it again i can't believe we made it this far no i'm keeping that in okay Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was so much fun. And please tell us one more time where people can find you. You can find me on Instagram. I am Bookstuck Katie. Um, and my podcast about historical romances is Corset and Crown. Corset and Crown. Check it out today. You can follow us on all the socials. On Instagram, we are Cruel to Rewind. That's the name of our other podcast. Facebook, Cruel to Rewind. I always forget we have Facebook. And Twitter, <laughs> also at Cruel to Rewind. So they're all Cruel to Rewind. I didn't have to say them individually. Thank you so much for listening. Rate and review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you can. Have a great time. We love you so much. We'll see you next time. You just do anything? I am. Why would you let me be happy? <laughs> Yay. Is that like Batman? What is that? The the theme music. The song. Oh, is that that's something you made up. That's me and the the Lord Huron boys in the studio. It just sounds like 
Adam West Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the it most does. inane riff. Like, I just picked up one of the guy's guitars and went, and started doing this. It's Miguel on drums and Mark on the piano, on the electric piano. That's why it's the boop, 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 boop. That's me. Oh, that's the guitar. I thought that was like a piano key. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense considering Miguel's a bass player and Mark is a drummer. Makes total sense. Yeah. We're just goofing off in their studio. This was like 2015. We're just playing around. And I've always wanted to use that as a theme song. Okay. 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 All right. Shalom.